Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Let me talk about marriage. We got an interesting email. After being married for 20 years, I feel my relationship with my husband has got stuck in a rut. Our kids are all grown up and sometimes I want so much more. Please don't miss him, Stamina. I still love him. And we love one another's company. But somewhere along the way, I found myself losing the attraction towards him. Right now, it would cost me so much to leave. Our children have great support, great support system between us and we live in a decent, we live a decent life. I watch younger couples that seem blissfully in love with each other and I can't help but wonder why I can't have that. Only the other day, I saw a lovely couple in front of us walking down the road, smiling and joking at each other, holding hands. They weren't young. I'd say they were married quite a while, actually, if the truth be known. But that's not us. I suppose what I really want to ask you is, is it enough just to be content in your marriage? Does the lusting after each other fade after time? I suppose what I'm saying is, I feel content in our marriage. And the thoughts of ending everything is too unbearable to think of financially apart from anything else. But content in a marriage, is it enough? I listen to your show every day and would love if you could bring this up to your lip with your listeners. Maybe they were, uh, they were in the same boat and they're able to bring some spark back into their marriage. How do they do it? Or should I just leave and make my life happier? Well, <clears throat> the grass is always greener on the other side, isn't it? Isn't that what they say? See, here's the problem. <clears throat> if you're married for 25 years or 20 years to somebody, of course the love changes. Everything changes. The way you feel changes. You know, you're not kind of young and jumping around and doing all those things, but you still should be in love. You still should be holding hands when you want to and having a cuddle and being intimate with each other on a regular basis. And if you get to a point where you think the grass is greener on the other side or you're not happy, maybe you are happy. And you've lost the, the ability to understand what happiness actually is. Because in so many situations, you will have a husband or a wife who's with somebody for a good while. And they think, I'm not happy. I think I'll do a line on the side with somebody else. And that makes them happy. That's a fantasy. They go off. They meet somebody in a car park or a hotel or wherever it happens to be on the odd occasion. Have a quick one. And they go home with a smile on their face and a spring in their step back to their husband or their wife, who they've just cheated on. And I think that life is better because it's exciting. It's not like the life they have, which is mundane with three kids and a husband or a wife. It's not quite the same. But that's not a relationship. That's a fantasy. And if you think because that brings you extra happiness, your marriage is not happy, you're sadly mistaken because what will happen ultimately is you'll destroy your marriage. You will end up maybe with the person you had the fantasy with, and then that becomes your relationship and that becomes the norm. And that brings the same problems that your marriage did with financial worries. Not only that, you've just destroyed your marriage. You're going down a road of three or four years of separation and divorce and upsetting your family and upsetting loads of people's families, depending on how many people are involved. So that doesn't make any sense either. But the one thing I will say, if you're in a marriage and you use the word content, you're in the wrong marriage. And so many people listening today are married for 15 or 20 years and the spark has gone. They don't get excited by the thoughts of seeing each other. They don't text each other anymore really much during the day. They very rarely use the words I love you unless it's out of habit just walking out the door. Yeah, I love you. That's not the way you say I love you, is it really? 
They don't have any intimacy, which is vital as well in a marriage, particularly if people want intimacy. If people don't want intimacy, well, then it's not vital, I suppose. But those things are really important in a relationship. And it's important in a relationship that the relationship is what you want. And if it's not what you want, you're in the wrong relationship and you're wasting your life. Remember, you get one life, only one. Can't go back and do it again. So here's the question. Is it possible to reunite the spark back into a long-term relationship? Or do you believe once it's gone, it's gone? And marriage counselling, I'm not a fan. I don't believe it works. I believe if you have to be told, in most cases, maybe for some it did, but if you have to be told how to love somebody again, I think it's doomed. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 That's 087-188-008. I want to hear from people in long-term relationships and marriages and is, what this woman is feeling. Is it normal? Is that normally how you would feel in a relationship? She does say she loves him, but she just somewhere along the line, she found herself losing attraction towards him. He's become a roommate, I suppose. What should she do? Is it possible to reunite the spark back into a long-term relationship? That's the question. Yes, you believe it is or no? Absolutely not. Just get out of it. Brida. Hi, Niall. Hi, how are you? I'm grand and yourself. Ah, you know yourself. Could be better. Could be better. Could be worse, Niall. Could be worse. Yeah, it could always be better, can't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, Brida, is it possible to reunite the spark? I don't see why not. I mean, I think a lot of the time you, you, you get into a routine and you get into probably what you call a rush. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's up to both sides to make the effort, you know, have a date night or quite nice and sexy underwear and, like, you know, put on your high heels and your tan and your hair made and the makeup done and bottle of champagne and candlelight and be there to greet him when he comes home. This it, sounds like there's a bit of personal experience here, Brida, by the way. I'm trying <laughs> No comment. Yeah, you have the whole for, you have the whole I, formula there, the sexy underwear, the champagne and a nice I, meal. I, I'm pleading the fifth there now. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and everybody does, normal everyday life is probably your complacent and your, you know, your content and whatever else. There's nothing wrong with being content tonight. Well, I know I think there is. I think there's more to a relationship than just contentness. Content means, oh, it's all right, sure, it's grand. It's not great, but it's not bad either. No, I don't agree with you there. I'm I'm sorry. I think to be content in something means that you're happy in something, you know. Like, you can always want something that's on the other side of the fence, but it doesn't mean you're going to be happy and content when you get there. But but everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side. But it's not. No, of course it's not. No, and, know, and this I mean, is what I, this is what I would say to people who are sitting at home at the moment. And if the route you're thinking of taking is going out and having a bit on the side, right? Yeah, don't. No, no. That, of course that's going to make you happy in some sense. Do you understand? Because it's different. But it's but what it'll ultimately do is destroy your life and destroy yeah. your marriage and destroy the love that you have for your partner, the person you really love. So it because the grass isn't that's a fantasy. Yeah, and that, that's not going to work out. No. But the effort has to be made on both sides. See, it's the man or the woman. You know, as I said, there's nothing to, you can put the spark back into anything if you if you make the effort. You mm. know, um, and I mean, okay, as I said, the twenty years, whatever, together, so life does become, I suppose, normal or normality set in. I'm not probably not the right word to use, but you know, my sister is married oh, nearly thirty years now, and they still have date nights, and she gets dressed up and. 
you know, so I think if you make the effort, you can put, keep a spark on or you can reignite a spark. But, you know, that's, I think that's up to the, the, the individuals themselves to do yeah. that. But like going off and having an affair or breaking up with somebody just because... You're not happy. You, because well, you think, well, see, this, well, this, well, here's the thing. What is happiness in a relationship? Because I think people are trying to achieve something that's impossible sometimes to achieve. And this, you know, they remember when they met the person first for the first six months or whatever it was, the honeymoon the period. Anything else, like uh, and the excitement. And, yeah, the butterflies and the excitement yeah. and you're in and out of bed like yo-yos. And, <laughs> and, they, and they think, they're thinking about that and they're going, well, why isn't it like that now? I want it to be like that now. And because it's... Normal life becomes because life becomes part of, of, of your everyday existence. When you meet somebody first, you're you're probably putting other things on hold for that flutters and, and as you said, in and out of bed and everything else. But you know, reality has to step in at some point as well. Yeah, you can still be you can still be all fluttery and everything else, but it's a different kind of a flutter. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean I, I spoke to recently a, a pal of mine, you know, and he was saying like he was going, I was talking to him on the phone. He said, I said, what are you doing You're on the way home? And he says, oh, you have to go home to her now. And I'm going, why would, I, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in a relationship where you're referring to your wife as I want, I have to go home to her now. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's yeah, not that's, a relationship to me. No, that's not a relationship. No, I mean, he's not happy, obviously. No, clearly know? not. No. No, no. But then, oh, but you see, it's all well and good for you to say, if you're not happy, get out. There's a lot of complications in getting out. There's children involved. There's finances. There's a home. Not everybody can afford to get up and walk away. And 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 you know, so unless you're desperately unhappy, I think you can reignite. You know, a little spark. And, and, I, and I think what happens sometimes when you say you're not happy and you start sharing that feeling with friends, they then convince you that you're not happy. So yeah. they will encourage you by saying, oh, well, if you're not happy, get out. And oh, yeah, I understand why you're not happy. And you start focusing on the negative aspects of the relationship. Rather than the positives. Yeah. Rather than and the positives. Yeah. Now, the negatives way outweigh the positives. Then I suppose, yeah, it's time to think about maybe having a change in life. But, you know, our parents, and, and I'm not saying this, you know, I'd probably be called old-fashioned again. It was called before. But our parents kind of worked at, at having a relationship. I think it's too easy now to get up and walk away now. Mm. That's just my belief. I think, you know, we need to, the effort has to be put in. And you're going to have bad times and you're going to have good times. But I just... So, think, so a, rela- a long-lasting relationship is about sacrifice. It's about a bit of work every now and again. But but do you think that counselling makes a difference? Because I've always been of the belief uh, no, that if you have no. to go to counselling, no, it's already no doomed. I think it's broken. I think there's... I don't think there's any coming back from that, you know. I mean, I, you, I don't think anybody else can tell you to love somebody. No, and they can't tell you how to love them or anything else. I mean, you have to sit down and work it out between you. Maybe sit down and have a discussion with them and say, look... Without kind of saying to him, you know, I don't have a sparky anymore, but just, you know, do you think there's something maybe we could do? Or, as I said, start date night to put on the sexy underwear and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, hang on for a second, because Valerie in Ireland's classic kids, how are you doing, Valerie? Hi, Nile, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, put on the, put on the sexy underwear, date night, stress <laughs> yourself up. Mind you, why is all the effort here by the women, but however. Uh, Valerie, is it possible to reignite that spark? Yeah, I think what often happens is when you're with... First of all, I don't think the spark is there now for an awful lot of people, if they're truly honest, when you're with somebody 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I think even scientifically it's proven that lasts for a number of years when you meet somebody romantically at the first two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, other things kick in, then friendship, respect, Children. compatibility, you know, life's issues. 
But at the end of the day, I think it's a very selfish attitude to say if you're not happy, get out. I think that destroys families. I mean, there's an awful lot to be achieved for people to work on things, to invest in it. I think what happens is when you're raising a family, you have young kids, two or three kids, whatever, um, they take up an awful lot of your time. It's exhausting. You don't have the time to invest in each other, in a, you know, as in a relationship. But when kids get older, become teenagers, and they start moving on or whatever, people need to just reinvest in each other again. It's well worth it to actually stay the, you know, to the stay the course. Road. Yeah, I mean, so when I, I, yeah, I mean, until you think about it, you have stability for your children. Yeah, you can have friendship. You have financial stability. I'm divorced now, and I'll tell you, it's the most destructive thing on a family. I know that. I'll be honest about that. I'm going to, it, I'm going to a divorce. I know it what it's is. like, Valerie. Would you have chosen that? I don't think so. Would you watch, have much rather if your ex or whatever had sat down and said, look, I'm not happy with this, that, and the other. This is what I'd like us both to improve on. That's what people need to actually do, because it was forced on me as well. Mm-hmm. Just a new life was wanted, foot loose and fancy free and walked away from all responsibilities, and I was left to pick up the pieces of, you know what I mean, young young guys, I can educate them and do it all single-handedly. Mm. And I think it's actually a selfish, despicable thing to do. If somebody had sat down and told me it was going to happen to me, I would say never in a million years, because the world was my oyster. I was extremely contented for a long time. Yeah, but, you, were, you, you were happy with the family unit. The, the family, I was yes. with the family unit, but you see, the thing is, right, what I have learned in life and from what has happened to me is, I'm a very happy, contented person. I always was. When you get tied up with another person that's not happy and not contented, you can't make them happy. It's down to the individual to make yourself happy. It's not down to other people to do that for you. Well, see, people have this feeling, uh, you know, they, they'll go off and have an affair or whatever it is because they believe they're unhappy. They believe that the affair, for example, makes them happy, which is, no, a, fa- which is a false happiness, by the way, because it's a fantasy. Yeah, but they haven't got communication in their relationship. That's usually the problem. Mm-hmm. They're not sitting down with their partner and saying, this is wrong or... You know, you're, you're whatever. If they feel I'm not attracted to you, I'm not attracted to you because, you know, you're a lot heavier than what you were. You're, you know, you're not keeping your hygiene standards aren't good. You need to sit down and tell a person why you're not happy to give them the ability to work in it. Not just like let an explosion off in the family and destroy the whole unit. Mm. That's a, a disgusting thing to do. And I am sorry, I have no respect for any men nor women that do that. I think it's selfish. At one stage, they must have loved their partner to have laid down with them and had children when they walked up that aisle, or if they're partners, whatever. And to decide 10 or 15 years down the line, mm, I'm bored, or, you know, go through a midlife crisis, or, you know, I'd like to be footloose and friends if you're to knock around with somebody else. I want, I want to be a single independent woman. Narcissistic, it's selfish, and it's it's all wrong. They don't have a very high oh, well, it's, it's definitely the work of a, It's definitely the work of a sociopath, all right. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Is he content now? Like, did he find the happiness he, he destroyed? I doubt it. I, no, I, I doubt yeah. it because he's got yachts and place in another country and flying around like a single fella surfing and all this. I have no idea. Looks about 10 years older since it happened. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that he blew up a whole family. Oh, Thankfully, turned your li- and turned your life upside down. Completely. And I did everything that I was raised to do well. Kept a good home, invested 100% in my family. I had no choice in the matter. It was just forced to me. Never spoken to me afterwards. From that day on, silent wow. treatment. After 28 years with somebody. So I'll tell you it's something. A, it's, an astonishing, only... it's an astonishing phenomenon that you can be in love with somebody or you can be married to somebody for 15, 20, 25 years, 30 years, whatever years it is, uh, whatever it is in any circumstance, whatever it is. And then, yeah. and then the day that it all blows up, as you put it, yeah. uh, and everything, to, they can literally turn on you. 
that's a that's a phenomenon that you'll never understand. Oh, uh, only that I'm a psychologically strong person, and I was 200% focused on my sons. I dread to think what the outcome could have been. How old, now, how old were your How old were your sons at the time? Uh, they were ten and thirteen when it started. Quite young, they were yeah. fifteen and eighteen when he just completely blanked, blocked me on the phone, never spoke again, ripped our magnificent home, everything gone, blown up for a new life. And as I said, um, that's just what happened. Now, as I said, it was traumatizing. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the day I had to walk out of my home. I had to walk into. A, a very basic house with three mattresses and sleep on floors that had been rented for 20 years in a thunderstorm with my two sons. Now, granted, they've done very well, first class honours degrees, third level education. I spoke You must be them. very proud of them. Extremely. And they've done very, very well. And they're the most classiest, decent, good guys you could ever meet. And they have a relationship with him now for the first couple of years now. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I just want to bring, I want to bring you back to that thundery night where you went in with the three mattresses yeah, in the home. And I'm assuming before that, you had an, before that you had a nice home. because obviously the, I had a magnificent, what they call a trophy house, to be honest. It would have been a, worth half a million, Nile. Yeah. I worked very hard. We emigrated with nothing but £200 and did it all together. It was all ripped asunder. All ripped Gone asunder. over, uh, literally overnight. Yeah, for a new life, yeah. Very unhappy person, and if you gave the person the moon... It's a very selfish thing to do, isn't it? To destroy somebody else's life for your yeah. own... Ha- well, for what yeah. you believe is your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And did it on the week that my brother had a massive heart attack and dropped dead. Oh, my. Just let me a note. Just let me a note. Oh that my. was it. I don't know how I've come out the other side. Thankfully, I did that. And I stayed focused, but my heart goes out to people going through it, and I've... I've always myself tried to be there for other people that I see going through it to give them my number, to call me and speak to them and give them advice because people need to actually stop and think what they're doing to their families. You know, you, there was a reason you walked up that aisle with that person and you had two or three children. Well, no, well nobody, I, I've always said this, nobody walks up the aisle thinking I want to get divorced. No, no. they don't. No, you walk up the aisle I thinking you want to be with the person. I, I, I grew up, my parents were um, ordinary decent good people and it was ingrained into me since I was a little girl you know that your family is everything so that was my mentality I mean my whole life were my children and my husband and that but what I have learned in life is if you marry a very unhappy person a lot of us now I'm sure it was the same with you when I um, met somebody and got serious I was 21 years of age your child you know if somebody sits down to sit down at 21 and say this is how I'm going to treat you this is what's going to happen 20 years after we're together I'd have told him go fling his hook but mm-hmm. that just, that's not how it works. You can get duped into something. You can be, you know what I mean, um, conned and fooled if you haven't got things. And did you, when, did you look back at your marriage after, you know, it broke up and you ended up that night, you know, on a thundery night yeah. with three mattresses mm-hmm. in a small house? Did you look back at your marriage then overthinking everything and saying, well, maybe this is the way it was all along. Maybe he was treating me badly, but I just didn't realise it because he was gaslighting me throughout the marriage. Did, did that come into it? Or did you think, well, everything was well, fine and it just suddenly went wrong? It was because I was brought up, I suppose, with parents. My parents were very united. It was my normal. I came from a very happy home. And to me, I just thought that when you get married, then it's like that for everybody. So I was kind of raised to, you give 200% when you have children into your marriage. Mm-hmm. You do everything to make it work. Mm-hmm. Everything possible. Well, don't leave any stone unturned. So I probably was accepted of things that were unacceptable, but for the sake of the family, I kind of worked at it and sometimes, you know, I mean, I I could have been self-critical and said maybe if I do this right, do you know what I mean, it'll make the person happy. But what I have learned, the biggest lesson I've learned is I've always been contented when I had nothing and when I had everything. It makes no difference to me, material things. I'm just a contented person. 
But there are people in life that if you gave them the moon, they're not going to be happy. And you cannot make another person happy. Happy is down to the individual. You have to make yourself happy. And if there's issues in relationships, you need to speak it out. But, you know, I just unfortunately was with somebody that was extremely unhappy and thought that material things, a boat, a yacht, a sun, you know, place in the sun, all these things would make happy. Every second week, find something different. And none of it did. Didn't but what work. they do is they bring down the whole family with them. Yeah. Listen, Sadly, I have to say, some some great advice there, Valerie, for people listening. I mean, we went down it's a different route there. Oh, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know you and have. I would say to that lady, think long and hard before she, um, if she's contented, there's enough lot to be said for history together, contentment, having a lovely family. and that I always worry about it, and I know Brida disagreed with me, and I do worry about the word contentment, because sometimes to me, contentment... No, contentment's a good thing, Niall, it's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. sitting down in your middle years, being able to speak to your partner, be it male or female, whatever, and have a chat about your children, be it open dialogue and the whole lot. There, you can't put a price on that. If somebody gave me advice a long time ago when I was starting to see major cracks appear. If you can fix the cracks of the person you're with, it's well worth investing in it because everybody has cracks. Everybody, none of us are perfect. Listen, Valerie, it was lovely talking to you. A lot of good advice there, Brida, as well. Bianca! Hello. Hi, Bianca. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Is, it, is, there, is that ch- is that children's television in the background I hear? Uh, my daughter has <laughs> a musical book. <laughs> All right. Okay. She's messing around with it at the moment because I'm trying to I'm trying to feed her, but she won't have the rest of her dinner. So. All right. The, the joys of being that. a busy mother, huh, Bianca? I know. Well, Bianca, what happens when the spark, this this girl that wrote in says, you know, still loves her husband 20 years later. She just doesn't, she's, the spark has gone out of the relationship and she's just kind of content and she believes there's more to life than this. Is there more you to see, life? I think that in any relationship, if there's communication there, any issue can be sorted through communicating with each other. Mm. I think, I strongly agree if there's no issues with the relationship, like let's say they never had any serious problems with their marriage, yeah. that they should just have a sit down and talk about it and and say what's on her mind, really. That's what I would do. That's See, the problem, I, the problem when people that's try... That's what to... I've done with my marriage, but unfortunately it didn't work out, you oh, know. It didn't work out. And, no. and what happened to your marriage? Well... My husband decided to run off with a workmate and I tried to fix things, but there was nothing to fix there because it was all too late, you know, because he already made his mind. He didn't want to be So in other words, if you, so, you, yeah. you feel if, it, if, if the problem had been addressed earlier in the relationship, that may not have happened, I suppose. Yeah. That's the point you're making. Not, not that there's any excuse for anybody doing that. People, people should communicate more and be more open about their relationship and their feelings and then they would prevent from something bad happening like like myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And how long ago did that happen? Oh, about six years ago. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. And how, but, are you, how are you now? Have you found happiness again? Yes, yes, I have. Well, the father of my baby is... Like, we get on really well. Good. Things are good. Well, I'm so, glad you found happiness again. You know, it's. I'm still young. Like, I'm still in, in my 30s. So, I wouldn't say that I would, I would find myself, you know, trapped 
And is, is, is your ex-husband, not being able to move on. your ex-partner, should I say, that ran off yeah. with the, the younger woman, <laughs> uh, is, yeah. is he still with she her? Was actually older, she was actually older. Oh, she was older than him, okay. I think, I think, I think. Is he still with her? No, no. So it didn't no. last? No. no, they never do. They never do. They say 85% of affairs in relationships, and you know, when a marriage breaks down, they run off with the new person. The 85% of those relationships don't work because they're built on fantasy. I kind of moved on over the years, but I always say to myself, God, imagine having your husband hit with somebody that you know that has been in your house. And you I know, I can imagine what that was like. lunch with them and you went out for coffee and, you know, it's mad. I know, I know. You never believe that somebody that you believe loves you could do something like that to you. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Bianca. You look after that little baby there in the background, okay? And continued happy life to you as well. Yes, lots and lots of texts coming in, by the way. Richie says, let's not underestimate contentment, Boylan. People can search their entire lives for contentment and never actually find it. Dave, you're an Ireland's classic yep. kid. How you doing, Dave? What's the crack? What's the crack, Dave? You... It says here on my screen, Dave, older couples that are all over each other make me sick. I knew that was going to come back to bite me in the ass. Well, I want to tell you, so you obviously said it's Ashling, did you? Uh, I think it was Ruth, was it? Or oh, Ruth, whoever, yeah, uh, whatever, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And what, what, uh, what do you mean by that? No, not I, I don't mean that, but I just mean when you, you meet people who are in their older years, and I don't think that I can say this, so I sound like a dickhead. You sound like um, an ageist, but go on, yeah, go on. I, I yeah. do, I sound like a bit of an arse. <laughs> uh, no, I just mean, like, so, you know someone who's been in a relationship for, you know, maybe a year or two, and they're still in that lovey-dovey kind of, you know, I, I'm still, I'm living my life in the other person's pocket kind of a thing. Yeah, hang on, know? hang on for a second, I just, I just need to text Karen here, just to tell her I love her too, hang on. I love you too. Two, honey. That's Sorry. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, what's he, Dave? Just, what's wrong with that? Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely nothing wrong. If that's the way you want to be, knock yourself out. Me, Percy, I just think it's a little bit cringy. What's cringy about it? I don't know. It's just when you so hear You're being ageist and you're being horrible now. I mean, I'm, I'm in a relationship <laughs> for well, four, nearly four years now. Uh, literally four years this, at the end of this week, actually. Um, well, actually, no. It'll be four years literally in two weeks' time. But anyway... I'm in a relationship and I still feel the same way as I did four years ago. We hold hands constantly. I'm not shy of public displays of affection. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm quite fond of public displays of affection myself. Yeah, you know, I'll be in Tesco's. I don't mind cuddling up behind her in Tesco's. That's okay too. I don't mean I don't mean full on like snogging and all that kind of character. <laughs> I mean, you know, a cuddle, whatever, you know. I mean, what's wrong with being like that? No, no. I just thought that when you get a bit older, you're supposed to show a bit of decorum. You know, ah, a bit you more. shut up about your decorum? <laughs> I'm 58. I'm not 90. Hey, I'll just say, hey, come here. You don't mind shitting on younger people. So, you know, if you can't give it, don't take it. I know, but I mean, I mean you're only as old as you feel, aren't you? Oh, gee, well, that's a crack. I'm in my 60s. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I not, but Dave, I just, I just think that I'm surprised at you, Dave, because you love your wife, and I know you do oh, because well, you, the way you talk about her on a regular basis. Oh, your partner, yeah. sorry, partner, she's not your yeah. wife yet. You haven't done the decent thing. But anyway, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you love her, and I would of like course. to think that you feel the same way and will speak the same way about her in twenty years' time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you talking is, about then? Because because it's okay when I do it, but when other people do it, it's a bit icky. It's a bit icky. <laughs> 
Like, is that something, is that something you expect your man and dad to do? Like, uh, yeah, I would look. I was, I'm just joking. I was just, I was throwing a dig at you intentionally. I, I'm only, I'm only buzzing the chat. Ah, uh, right, okay. So this was just direct, direct hit at Nile today, was it? Yeah, that was it, Jay. Just fired a shot off your belly. Yeah, I'm, uh-huh, I'm right. only having a crack. But Dave, what do you do? I mean, is, is it possible when you lose the spark? How long are you with your other half now? Uh, it's 16 years in July. Okay, that's a good long time. Okay, so I'm assuming it's not like it was in week two. But it's a different type of love, right? It's not. It's not. No, but I mean, to be fair, like when that fizzles out, you you learn what a real relationship is. and what I mean, love actually is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like every relationship has you know the honeymoon period, as they call it, where you know you have that veneer of you always want to be with each other and blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, I still feel like to that. Be, to be fair, me. no, for myself, my partner for us, it was like we went through several traumatic experiences in quick succession. No, I wouldn't recommend that for everybody else, but just. For us, and I know you've had you've couple. had a tough couple of years. I know that day. Yeah, and I'm just you know I'm not looking for sympathy when I say it, but I'm just saying for us, it's just that kind of showed us that like you know what we've made it through all this. If we've made it through that, you know we're good. You know, to be fair, and, and I do, mean, do you I'm, ignite the spark every now and again? I mean, do you do things like do you work? Do you believe that people have to work at a relationship, or should it come of naturally? You have to work at a relationship. I mean, yeah, like so, you I make mean, an effort yeah. and bring home a bunch of flowers and do something yeah. a little bit different every now and again. Yeah, well, she's she's more of a chocolate person, you know, but um, okay. but you know, but it's not even just these overblown romantic gestures. No, I enjoy making them, but it's it's simple things like um, I I spent all last week doing up our back garden and hanging lights here, there, and everywhere, just for me and her to have somewhere to sit that's outside of the house, you yeah. know. Or from time from time to time, I'll come into the sit room and I'll sit down and say, you know, here's a beer. Uh, I did the washing up, put everything away, the clothes are done. You've nothing to do in the morning. You know, simple little things like that. That can make such a difference in a relationship, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, to be fair, polish the, the floors, up. empty the dishwasher, you know, do the things oh, that you're expected to do. I get a better reaction if I, you know, they clean up after the dinner, wash the floors and put away the clothes than I would if I came able to go to chamber. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Dave, lovely talking to you, by the way, apart from your ageism. I'll deal with that again another time. Uh, thank you very uh, much, don't Dave. Be such a little bitch about it. <laughs> Have a good day. See you, Dave. Talk Bye. Later, man. Be good. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.